Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. They put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. I don't really need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. Oh, I'm sure there's some math. So SpaceX, <laughs> here's the deal. Um, landing a rocket on a drone ship is key. Charger, 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 charger. <laughs> How am I expected to drive a car without autopilot? Safely. Charger, charger, charger. <laughs> you know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super geeks. Yeah. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. You don't even have to I remember that. You've got a Model X. I have seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's time for Talking Tesla. Very special Talking Tesla. Very big Talking Tesla. Huge, large, grand. It's bun cakey, and it is covered in chocolate-covered loveliness. You know why, ladies and gentlemen, boys and the girls? I'm a hundred. <laughs> I'm so I'm old. trying to try to bring it up here, Tom. It's Talking Tesla, the hundredth show. Can you believe it? A hundred of these ridiculously We're sent terrible. We're centigenarian, Nick. You know, centigenarian. What's the word? Centigenarian. We're centipedes. Okay. We're centurions. We're centipedes. Like from Battlestar Galactica. That was one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Did you watch Caprica? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, Why are you so making that noise? What this noise, Tom? <laughs> this is the this is the sound of the that's of the, the wrapping coming off of the uh, lead covering off the champagne of a Champers. super amazing champagne. Yeah, this is ex- this amazing. is the good stuff. This is expensive. Yeah. It's muy caro. We have all kinds bueno. of glassware here. There's so much booze in this studio know, right, right now. now. That... Actually, uh, Robert, while I'm doing this, can you what get a picture, the please? If... There's Bacardi 151. You expect us to that's, finish the show? That's a Molotov <laughs> cocktail. All right, here we go. I've got some brute from Mendoza. Let's open it up. I hope it doesn't squishy everywhere because we're in the middle of the studio. Move watch away out. from the gear. Hold on. Watch out. Here we go. Hold oh. the cork. Twist oh, the... but geez. You did it. Woohoo! Pop the cork. Such a good here we go. Pop the cork on another. Let's pour it's some another, of this. We're ready for another century of talking oh, Tesla. Oh, that looks good. Century of talking Tesla. All right, here we go. Another glass. We're going to have to... We have a lot of Woo-hoo! things in the way in the studio. I'm sorry if this is you know, boring. Nothing better than oh. listening to their no, bubbles. No, it's got a, a very nice oh. bouquet. Mm. Shall we cheers? Here we go. Cheers, a hundy. Woohoo! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's our pleasure to mm. do this show. It's really our pleasure, but it's more of a pleasure when we have um, lovely alcohol. Mm. Yeah, it's typically just, we record uh, early in the morning, yeah, and Mondays, there's yeah. absolutely yeah. no booze involved. No, there's no booze. Typically, bo- we're going to work afterwards. Although, mm. I think it might make for it would be no. a better show. Mm. There yeah. is there's already a Tesla show that is focused on um, what they're drinking, Beverages. so we can't do that. Right. All right. Uh, so we got. Uh, let me do the play by play. Robert, he's here. He's wearing a Tesla shirt. Uh, Tom's wearing the talking Tesla black corker shirt. Mel um, didn't dress up. Uh, honorary token. Here, I'm going to take a picture of that too, White so we can put that on the show. Uh, so the reason, not the reason, but a reason that I'm wearing I think it's this the shirt <laughs> is that you last week tweeted me in my golf shirt, talking uh, Tesla uh, podcast shirt. shirt that I des- that I designed, and you sent the question, "What shirt will Tom wear for the mystery hundredth show?" Right. To which Joel Sapp replied, yes. "Well, maybe he should wear a shirt that one of his fans made for That's him." That's correct. So he buckled under the pressure, Joel. Also, nice work. Also, Joel, you're welcome. I'm wearing the shirt. And I will tell you this. What gets way more play is the tie-dye shirt that you made for us. Mm. That thing is loud. Because my daughter stole that immediately and cut the 
crap out of it, the sleeves and the bottom and the whole right. thing, and wear, like put a knot in it and wears it to school. So I can guarantee you more people see that shirt Wow! because she's wearing it. Right. They actually want to look. Yeah. yeah. The no shirt. one wants to see They're me like, in the no. shirt, but she liked Some it. Some big dude just passed by. And if you can make- I think he was wearing clothes. And if you can make <laughs> anything a teenage girl- in this area, likes whatever right. you have done some good work. Whatever, it's beautiful. That's so nice, Joe. Me it's oh probably God. all over Instagram by now. It probably is. It's or, been or, no, Snapchat up and down. Yeah, it's Snapchat, so it disappears. Excellent. Hey, well, uh, have, uh, what do you got there? I've yeah. got uh, single estate tequila ocho. Oh, bring it on. Let's oh. have a little sip of that. It's a, a sip. celebration. This is so big. I mean, we've got some letters that are really positive and very, very helpful and. Apparently, during 100 episodes, we've also upset at least one person. We'll get to it, but one? you know who you are. Only one. He was really upset at me. Well, I'm glad I've asked for more Apple iTunes reviews. But, and there's like, the, if you look at Apple iTunes, it says, you know, usually sorts it by the most helpful. Yeah. And the first ones that it sorts are like one stars. Yeah. You know? like, Why is that? These <laughs> that really early own one. The car. That really early one just has stuck up there you know, the it's, whole time. It's really stuck. So this is my favorite tequila. Okay. At, pre- at present. It's mm-hmm. kind of dangerous when you have a favorite tequila. Don't <laughs> yeah. you think? Oh, he no. likes it. Well, this is a sipping one. I actually like to put a little water in it. My honest. Uh, I was just reading. Like you should like put a little scotch. water in the scotch. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Have a little sniff. It. Boy, it really smells like. Uh, vinegar or something that you mm. paint on a patient before so you take it. This is an anejo. This one is mm. a reposado. It does have a bit of a of a oh uh, my word amber color. It says anejo right. That's on good. The, it says anejo right on the bottle. He's looking at the bottle. It's a play-by-play. <laughs> you are right, Tom. <laughs> High five. I grabbed the other bottle. And he grabbed the wrong bottle. And I'm looking at Mel, and his eyes are watering. Woo. That's yeah, good. Because they don't have much tequila in not, Australia. Not where I'm from. It's so good. Although they could probably grow that crap out of agave in That's Australia. True. It turns out, isn't the you know, like the best tequila in the world now considered to be from the States? We make some pretty no. good tequilas, but we can't call them tequilas. <laughs> true. Oh, they're not, from the, region. They're, not uh, from the region. They're whatever, agave spirits. Right. I'm not sure what the actual name is. American agave. I have well, some, you know, and it's delicious. Some of the best scotch in the world, I think it's one maybe best scotch in the world, comes from Japan. Yeah, Japan makes amazing. That yeah. Suntory stuff is off the chain. This week in alcohol. <laughs> well, it's the hundredth show. It now. is the hundredth show. We have to celebrate yeah. a little bit. Get to know us a little bit. Saying? We're drinking a little bit. Not a lot. Hey, and uh, we're doing this a little early, actually, this part of the recording, because for some reason, uh, the giant eclipse is breaking up the band. Yeah. Tom's going up to see the giant eclipse. Mm-hmm. Robert's going to see the giant eclipse. Mel's going to see a bit of the eclipse at home. Yeah. He's going to walk up the top of the hill behind his house, and he's going to get all eclipsy. I'll probably be naked. And I'll probably you, be running around. And then you can watch the whole thing on YouTube in the, from the comfort of your home, because I'm sure everybody in the planet is going to be streaming the thing. I will say this. I learned today. This day. Today. This day. That there was. Yes. This made me in full panic mode. No more gasoline in Bend. Also, yes. no more gasoline in Salem. So yes. that's two Oregon cities. What does no that mean? No more. Like it's gone. It dried up. Uh, what exactly does it what mean? What part of no? What what part of the <laughs> sentence did you not understand? There is no more gasoline. Like they delivered some. Yes. And as soon as they delivered it, people it's, used it. 
Like they took it. So is everybody already up there? Why did they run out now? There's a lot of people up there already. They're yeah. having like solar fest and, yes. and suntasticness fest and all the mm. other things. So there's all kinds of people. Uh, Bend is not a big town. It's sort of central Oregon. People kind of go through there to recreate. It's not coastal, right? So infrastructure-wise, they're not like a gas station all over the place. I don't know how many gas stations are in Bend, but all the ones that are in it are full of no gas. Do they still have electricity? <laughs> That's an acronym. Do they still have electricity? I believe they do. But how would you? Okay, Boom, imagine, it is when. Imagine. Right. Imagine, if you will, yes. trying to like get into a Bend supercharger. Oh, that's why I'm not going. Well, how about just plug your car in at uh, your Rob's house, house while you're hanging out on the couch. And get four yeah. miles per hour. Four miles per hour. You're that's there okay. For a if you're days. there for a day or two, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. But that is, that is an interesting – that's yeah. one of the reasons I'm not going is because I know the supercharger is going to be full. I can't spend four or five days doing this. But have fun. But it enlightens the whole situation. Is like we are always freaked out about. Oh no, there won't be enough charging. There won't right. be enough charging. Like in in certain cases, you run out of gasoline. You brought it up a couple of weeks ago. If there's no electricity, there's no gas. Although you could hand pump it, I guess, in certain situations. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so Foot no pump. gas. So I'm going to figure out a way to bring extra gasoline with me uh, on my vehicle. Wow. You know, a distillery of gasoline is a fairly large and expensive operation. Not necessarily, actually. You can, and they've been doing this in the Middle East, you can take these like small wells and they basically burn the badness that comes out and they can still some reasonably good at gasoline. It probably won't work for our cars. I don't know what you people are talking about. I'm not going to be doing either one. I'm not You're not going to cook be, your own gas? No, I'm no, not no. up there like, how can hey, you possibly? How can you possibly do it without Burning your own. Well, so your own. I'll fill my tank at the 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 east least possible convenient place that I that has gas still. Yeah, and then I'll I'll have two gas cans on the oh, top of my car. I'll put them I in there. Like so, think about if you that. were in a Tesla, you might bring <laughs> solar panels. That would be the energy equivalent to charge your car. However, if you were to carry uh, enough solar panels to charge your car, your car probably wouldn't move. You're talking about the can that is Jerry. That is correct. Yes, thank you. Hey, let's do some uh, let's do some stories. But at the end of this recording, ladies and gentlemen, boys yes. and the girls, at the end of this recording, we're actually going to go back in time and do some of our favorite clips, and just have a little bit of jokey, jokey, laughy, laughy about how silly, silly we were. A look back, as it were, to the hundred. <laughs> a retrospective. A retro, tastic spective. Model three wheels. This is from. Oh, my God. He brought it back for the 100th show. He's been really kind of sandbagging that for a while. Hey, uh, the 18-inch aero wheels are standard, okay, on the car. And a lot of people, I would say, hate them. It's true. And it's not that they hate them. It's that they hate them. Um, Oh, gosh. They just look different. I know. I think they look fun. (laughs) They actually Uh, work well. They hold the rubber of the wheel and the tire together. mm -hmm. They roll that's good. And They'll they're round. They're the roundish. They're round, which yes. is very good in a wheel. But it turns out you can remove them. And without that cap, it's a big plastic cap. It looks like just a whole big plastic cap that sits on the top. Mm-hmm. When you take that off, the wheel underneath looks pretty good, it according looks to Tom. Amazing. And it's gray, so mm-hmm. it's even more mm, than you could even imagine. Like, mm. yeah, there was, mm, and now there's, there's like, mm, that's kind of the reaction I have when I have a really good oyster. So now, <laughs> yeah, so now what I need to know is what's the performance difference in the two wheels, tire combination? You mean with 
or without no, I don't, the aero cover. I don't cover. care about the aero cover. I'm saying, like, if I buy the 19-inch wheels, am I going to have more grip when I'm driving the car? A lot oh. more, like, noticeable handling situation? Or is the 18s going to be like... Eh. I think there's only one way to figure this out. Buy both? Talking yeah, put 18 no, on the front, 18 on the back, and just work it out. Yeah, well, on one side or the other side? Or yeah. when you turn left, it works better. No, yeah. I'm thinking we should have... And, you know, where are the majority of Model 3s likely to be right now? In this room? Hawthorne. Oh, Hawthorne. oh right now. Right, because that's where the design studio is. Right. Those are the folks that are going to be driving it and doing all of the sort of real-world testing with the rapid feedback so they can tweak this and tweak that. I think a couple people in Hawthorne, you guys should reach out to us. Yeah. Let's all go out for a little spin-spin. Let's go from Hawthorne to, like... I don't know, Rancho Cucamonga or drive up, you know, to um, Tejon Ranch. And let's let's put a couple cars through the works and let us bring it back to the nation that is Tesla and let them all know how wonderful this car. I mean, everybody knows the car is wonderful, but do they actually have real firsthand time on the road Report. They do from other people that aren't us. Everybody else that was Nobody invited cares about to the Model <laughs> 3 event. Nobody cares about those people. Too. That's true. But I'm curious. So I am now thinking white, pearl white. Of course you are. With those arrow wheels. Take the caps off. I got the white with the dark wheel. Oh, so awesome. Wow, he's but, you, but you have to do two things. Okay. You have to change the lug nuts. Okay. Because the guy who showed off the aero wheels without the cover that looks really nice, mm-hmm. he exchanged out for these really nice, like, sculpted lug nuts, and he bought a Tesla emblem to fit at the center of the wheel, because otherwise it's unfinished without that little Tesla emblem that I'm pointing but at. But that Tesla emblem exists on... Other wheels. On the on the cap, on the plastic cap of this wheel. So I'm, could you not... Just I pop believe it out? that was. I read that that was purchased like at the service center. Okay, not for a lot of money. So like they are selling that to fit in that spot for people to take it off of the arrow wheel. I think mm. it goes on other wheels. Mm. Okay, let's talk about installing Tesla chargers. This is also from. Are you ready for it? Wait for it, like oh, old times. So good. Nicely done. And uh, so here's the deal. So uh, Tesla is launching a home charging program. So in the past, you go get your Tesla. You'd be so excited. you got Model S. you got Model S. It's all great. You go home. And you're like, oh, where do I plug this in? Oh, i got to get somebody to install a charger for me. Now, you could buy a Tesla charger. You could buy some other charger. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But Tesla didn't really put them in for you. So in select markets now, Tesla is going to do it for you. In fact, if you just give them a 1000 bucks. Then they'll do it for you. And this is in places like Nevada, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Connecticut. It's probably going to expand out from there. It's a thousand bucks, which is a lot. So is that for installation plus the charger? We don't know. But this is all part of Tesla being the one-stop shop. We're going to be the Tesla Energy. We're going to be the Tesla solar panels. Uh, we're going to be the Tesla Powerwall. We're going to be the Tesla car. And now we're going to be the Tesla charger. And we're going to be the Tesla charger installer. It's all there, ladies and gentlemen. It's all there. Having a feeling of how Tesla works, I expect this includes the Tesla wall charger because they're not in it to make money, right? When they do service and they do other support for the cars, they're just trying to get the cars out there. They're going to make money on the car, no doubt about that. Mm -hmm. And they're going to funnel that money into Model Y and pickup truck and semi, et cetera. But Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be looking to make a lot of money here. And honestly, this thing now is 550 retail. Mm Mm-hmm. They don't tell you, you know, are we going to have to run 40 feet of 8-gauge or 6-gauge wire to get this thing there and how much conduit they're going to have to bend and install. So 
I think that might not be a bad deal. They I mean, even, if you they, park your car right next to your fuse box, yeah, and you've got a bunch of extra space, and you've got like a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, a three hundred amp circuit, uh, you know, in your in your house or two hundred, and you don't use much of it, you could probably do it yourself. Yeah, you probably could. And then it says on the thing when you click it, you may also upgrade to a wall connector for a higher rate of charge. So the charger, uh, the two forty outlet charger oh this is interesting so actually what it does say this is different it says we will install a 240 volt Ah. outlet near your parking spot providing up to 25 miles of range per hour and that cost a thousand dollars that's pretty expensive that's That's without the charger stop tom this is not a this is a fake news show Oh. Do not give people the true oh. facts. So Don't the- actually read the article and tell them what's going on. And then it says, I'm not reading the article. I'm reading the thing on the Tesla website. It says, you may also upgrade to a wall connector for a higher rate of charge. So what this, uh, it's very n- n- kind of tesla on some levels. It's like, here's some information. It's not 100% not information. clear. You have to really read it very carefully instead of being like, you get this for this and we will do this. They're like, yeah, we'll put an outlet somewhere near your parking spot. Well, it also says, most installations cost a thousand. Mm-hmm. Mine, which was was literally about four hundred, uh, right around four hundred, and we had to run, like I said, big. I, I ran a forty amp circuit, which mm-hmm. I think was six gauge wire. So you need three three uh, three part six gauge wire. Yeah. We had to run it diagonally across the house. I think I bought a hundred feet of mm-hmm. this stuff. It was expensive, and it was really heavy. We ran it diagonally underneath our house yeah. into our garage. So mm-hmm. the charger outlet – so we bought one of those uh, wall-mounted Lutron chargers yeah. that plugs in. So we have the outlet okay. in our garage, so we could plug directly into that if we wanted to with the Tesla cord right. that's in the truck. Or because when we bought it, we bought it for a RAV4, right. we have the two, J177. Two and we can just wrap, and we use the Tesla adapter every day, basically. Yeah. Mine cost two and a half thousand dollars. Ooh, because I had to run it from one side of the house in the solar and all that across to the other side. They had to put a sub panel, two hundred amp sub panel mm. in there because I have two chargers over there. Dose, and uh, it cost a lot, but I don't care. Feel good about it. Got two chargers there. It's all exciting and I've good. Used, I've used it, and you know that's going to be important when I get my Model Three. That is true. You might need we're a Model have, Three charger. We're going to have three. Trace EVs. Chargitos. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I just said I'm getting a Model 3. So today, that's today, interesting because it's today. now it's our 100th show. I think on show 97, he wasn't getting one. Show 98, he <laughs> was getting one. Yes. Show 99, he was not getting one or he wasn't sure if he was getting one. Show 100, he's definitely getting one. So wow. what changed? Yeah, what changed, Mel? Well, the big change here, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is that uh, we've got some friends coming in the town. They're going to have to probably live here for about a year. Holy They're mackerel. They're visiting from Africa to get a very substantial medical procedure done. Uh, they're going to need a car. They've got a family with kids, so they're going to have to take the Highlander, leaving us shorter car. Mm. I said to my son, I'm not getting you a car. I'm not getting you a Model 3. It's not happening. I'm getting myself one. You can drive it whenever you want. You are going to have. But it's my car. You can drive it whenever you want. You're going to have house guests for a year. Wow. Uh, they're not going to live in my house, but they are going to be living 
near us. And they're going to just use a they're car. You are car. so freaking nice. It and is amazing. How nice is that? You I found amazing. an excuse to get a bottle of drink. You <laughs> 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 just like, such a good guy. Dear friends, please come and stay in LA for a year and need to borrow my car because that way I can justify getting a Model 3. Is that's kind of, not how I'm explaining it to my wife. If you ever look at Elon's him. Twitter feed, there's like so many people that respond, I love you, Elon. You know, I want to have sex with you, Elon. I want you to give me a car, Elon. Elon, give me a car. Elon, can you give me a car? Give me a car. Give me a car. I, you know, I don't know how many times I see that. I wonder if he actually keeps track of that. He should have like a giveaway cars day on like Twitter. Oprah? Like, you get a car. <laughs> you get a car. And you get a car. Just one day, random. You don't know. If you happen to ask him that day, you get a car. That would be awesome. Let's talk about Germany is going all in in EVs. Well, actually, Angela Merkel is going all in. She's putting pressure on the car industry there to uh, hurry up and catch up with EVs. She, they've even considered a ban on gas-powered cars. Now, she noted that uh, the automakers in Germany have, as she says, gambled away the public trust in recent years. And why is she doing this? Well, because 900,000 Germans are involved in car making. And she sees that they are getting behind. So she wants to do a little pushy-push of the uh, auto industry and uh, hurry up. She's also got other reasons for pushing them. She's a bit of a believer in the old climate change. And she has a bit of a PhD degree in quantum chemistry, which would make her fairly sort of knowledgeable in the sciencey things. Interesting. Really? Yeah. Wow. You sure she's not just confused? (laughs) Confused by the fake science? So I say go Angela Merkel. That is amazing. So Volkswagen's going to spend billions of dollars in the States. On chargers. On chargers. Yeah. And they're going to put out tons of cars. Their government is all behind the entire industry, which, let's be completely frank, our government was also behind the industry. They did offer pretty sizable tax incentives to Mm -hmm. all companies to make EVs. So let's not sort of like say that the Germans are way out in front of this because we've been doing this for very long. I don't know when that uh, that federal tax credit thing went into place, but it's been a while. It's been, it's been, seems like it's been around a long while. And that brings us to the next article, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This one got me super duper excited. Super duper? It's from Futurism and it's a reports on a report by UBS. Oh, I thought this says party. Which is what we were doing. Parity. Parity. So this report by UBS predicts that EVs will cost the same as internal combustion in cars by when? 2020. 2020. Wrong. 2018. Which, if I'm not not wrong, is next year. But what does that mean? It doesn't mean that at all. Total (laughs) cost of consumer EV ownership can reach parity with combustion engines. From 2018, a trend which would likely begin in Europe. This will create an inflection point, we like that word, for demand. We raise our 2025 forecast for EV sales by 50% to 14.2 million, 14% of global car sales. UBS reached this conclusion after tinkering with a Chevy Bolt EV, which it described as the world's first mass market EV with a range of more than 200 miles. They believe that prices are going to continue to go down on EVs very rapidly. Mm -hmm. They've also noted... And this is real interesting, that it is way easier to build an EV than an ICE car. 
Yeah. Because that internal combustion engine has a lot more parts than the electric motors. Yeah, yeah, you just do away with the entire engine factory. And so they believe that all this is going to come together as soon as next year. Now, that doesn't mean when you buy the car, it's going to be the exact same as the price of the equivalent Camry. But over the life of the car, you reach parity. And yes. soon after that, the car at the beginning is already going to be cheaper. Right. And when you say uh, the car at the beginning, you're talking about the, the future cost of the maintenance. Yes. The fuels. All of the other nibbly bits that you have to deal with, the lubrications right. and all that other stuff. All the that fluids. Just, the fluids that don't the leakage exist. leakage on your driveway. There's a fluid, the window washer fluid. I hate in it my car, yeah. when I get leakage on the driveway. <laughs> they do say in this article, though, it's very important. Importante. To keep the infrastructure ahead of the game. So, Very important. Uh, this is going to happen rapidly, so you've got to keep that infrastructure of those charges. Keep that moving along. Thank you so, very much. So, so that would mean that... You, Tom, could drive the electric car up yeah. to Oregon for yeah. the eclipse. That would be well. It's not only that, but it's the day-to-day life. Like yeah. the corporations putting in enough chargers to make it easy for all of their employees to deal with it, or even outlets or some form of infrastructure. Again, if you're going to replace 300 million cars eventually in the United States, States. you're going to need a lot of outlets. You're going to need a ton. Now, I'm not going to say what kind of ton, because What's, that's the old Tesla story. We don't do that We don't anymore. do that stick no. anymore. Hopefully we kind of get back to that someday. That mm-hmm. was fun, all those tons. was. Hey. An electrical ton. Hyundai. I don't know if you know Hyundai. They're lovely car manufacturers. They're Very from Korea. So. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of associated with Kia. Mm-hmm. And they make a lot of good cars, actually. Really good cars with, with just loveliness in them. But you know what they don't make? <laughs> what don't they make? A lot of EVs. Huh. Yeah. And so you know what they're going to do? No. Start making a lot of EVs. Huh. Turns out that in what year? 2021. Thank you. In 2021, ah, they are going to have a 300-plus mile range EV. That's cool. They say at the same wow. time, around the same time, or by 2020, of course, by 2020, 31 eco-friendly cars. And in fact, next year, they're going to have a shorter range SUV. And they're doing all this because they don't want to fall behind and they feel like they may already be a little bit behind. Has this happened fast or what? This show's been going for a year and a half? Two years. Two years? Dose. And uh, we were saying Tesla is trying to accelerate mm-hmm. this idea of that the yeah. EV is good. It's, the, it's all about the wow. elephant in the room. This has happened super fast. It really that gives has. me the idea for Thank a you, Tesla. And the interesting aspect of that, right, when you take it from that perspective, the Model 3 is not out yet. Oh, 30 of them are. Well, I mean, but generally it's not out. It hasn't been delivered to non-employees. It's still... A theory, although it's it's not a real, it's not vaporware. It's going to happen, obviously. But that is amazing. It's just been it's been a little over a year since they announced when it's going to be ready. It's a it's ready. They're building them, and in that interim, the we've had the diesel scandal and Volkswagen going all in. Now we've heard Germany's going all in. The South Korean uh, auto industry appears to now be jumping on the bandwagon a tiny bit late. All of the big three are going. The Bolt beat the Model 3 to market, and it's a fine, fine automobile that people should be at least taking a look at. I just don't know why hasn't GM started to build some charging stations? Because they just don't – because their model has always been we don't build gas stations. Like that's not who we – we're not – we don't own BP, so why do we want to get into that business? We make these, and we have this dealership model where we sell them parts to fix all of the broken bits and stuff. Um, Is this thing on? What? 
Oh, hello. Bill Gates. Yes, sir. You have a foundation. I do. You give a lot of money away. Oh, big time. We could have a super-duper infrastructure electrification of the cars in this country for what is not that much money. It turns out that only like 10 or $20 billion, you could charge the crap out of the U.S. <laughs> Bill, but do you mind? But why should he do it? I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking of one random rich guy that I know. <laughs> Bill, can you drop a How little money? Bill yeah. and Jeff and Elon. And Warren. Oh, Warren. Get Warren, Warren involved. In this. Warren's got Warren, more than all of them. Warren's got a lot of... No, Bill is, Warren Bill is still the richest man in the world. Hey, somebody want to talk about this Clean Technica article? Yeah, I love this. You know, I don't know why. I've never been really a truck person. I don't actually think I've ever owned a truck. It doesn't really fit my need. I've used them. Mm-hmm. They're very handy. Mm. But I've never owned a truck. But love the truck. But every time I see one of these electric truck articles, mm-hmm. I get all tingly. Yeah. Because... I hate being stuck behind a truck in traffic and watching all kinds of nastiness come out of that big pipe. So here we have, cha- I don't know, Changey V8070. Maybe it's Chanye. Chanye. Chanye West, I believe it is. <laughs> Chan- Chanye. I don't, I don't think that's accurate, but I don't know. It's C-H-A-N-J-E. Maybe the J is silent and it's chain. Mm. Oh, I bet it's change. Change, change energy. Yes, because it does Boom. say... Boom. Look, you just watched the mind of Tom work that out. It was ugly. Can you help me with last week's uh, New York Times crossword? Sure, I can help sure, sure, sure. So it does say in the article, change energy intends to change, and that aims to dominate the class five last mile delivery segment. And they're making a medium duty panel van. It's a very nice looking he said truck. Duty. Oh, wow. We're back to that, are we? It says that they don't need any oil changes. Their maintenance costs are down 70%. They're saying the fuel isn't going to cost very much, like expect 70% less as well. And they are looking for this to fill a niche that, again... This is why Jeff Bezos needs to get on the charging. Oh, big front. time! Yeah. yeah, and these are this is beautiful, right? Because if you drive around any major city, what you see all day long are people in work trucks, delivery vans, all of that stuff. They don't need the three or four hundred mile range. That's not even something they need one percent of the time. It's not in their usage model. They need to drive around, make their deliveries, and go back to a centrally powered location where they can charge overnight while they're being loaded for tomorrow's deliveries. It is amazing how many of these, like cars, trucks, work vehicles, don't drive anywhere near 200 miles a day, but they get atrocious gas mileage for for what they do drive. Right, because they do a lot of stop and go. They do a lot of stop and go. They carry a lot of heavy loads. So even if you've got a van like this that had 300 miles range and only got 150 maybe throughout the day if it was fully loaded, but as it got rid of packages, obviously that would get better. It would be just game-changing in general. Yeah. I sit in my office window in a, in a big office park in Warner Center, and there are delivery vans all day long. FedEx Ground, FedEx Freight, UPS, all the Amazon trucks mostly coming to my office to deliver part brown boxes of things. So, gentlemen, when do you think this vehicle, the V87... Oh, let me guess, let me guess. Oh, can oh, I, can I, can no, I? No, 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 me, me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Mr. Carter, oh, 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 <laughs> Mr. Carter. All right, go ahead, Mel, what do you think? Uh, 2020? No. Oh. That's Tom? upsetting. I'm going to say 2022. 
How about this? You ready? Yeah. Yes. September. Whoa! Whoa that's, that's not a like year. A that's month. next month. Oh my goodness! This thing's goodness. built in Los Angeles. They're backed by China's FDG Electric Vehicles Group. Nice. So we know where the batteries are coming from. Mm-hmm. And again, this excites the. And how much? Oh, I don't know. All the dollars? How far? They does? say that you're only going to have to charge it at your depot at night because of the last mile nature of how these trucks are used. Yeah. So they're not sent for long distances, and there's going to be no nitrogen oxide coming out, no, no other nastiness, so that if you're in a congested, polluted city center, these things will potentially get the company credits for not having pollutants associated with their, their vehicle fleet. 100-mile range, 3-ton cargo capacity, so 6,000 pounds of packages. So you get your American ton. Uh-huh. You got your English ton. Okay. And you got your three ton. <laughs> <laughs> That's trace tons. Yes. And a long-term leased battery model. Oh. So oh. so you're not going to have to have this $300,000 upfront cost. You're going to sort of do it as you go? Yeah. So my guess is for these companies, it'll be an easy mathematical thing. How much do you spend a month in fuel? Me? No, not very the company. This no, is uh, rhetorical. He's throwing yeah, his head. Like, you don't have to answer. So you're you're you're, you're, you're the you're the van you're the change energy van salesman, and you go to the to UPS and you say, so how many you have a hundred right. vans? How much a month do you spend in fuel? Right. Uh, what's the average mileage for each one of those vans? Uh, we have a fleet that can help you out, and this is what it will cost you. And you're going to lease the batteries. So if you run into any problems with the batteries, we're going to make sure to take care of those for you, mm-hmm. so you don't have to worry about any of that maintenance cost. Right. Oh, your maintenance division? What are the costs for your maintenance division that yeah. works on your but cars? What does your union say about that? Well, that's uh, they're going to have problem. to go into battery making. You know, everybody that's looked at this uh, long-haul truck, as people who put a lot of miles on, the more mm-hmm. miles you put on, electrification of the vehicle is becomes more and more and more cost-beneficial. Well, the nice thing is it says that they're going to start building them in China. They're going to tra- transition to the United States in 2018. So all those guys who are building, or I'm sorry, maintaining the UPS fleet, the FedEx fleet, mm-hmm. the whatever fleet, they can just transition over and work for change, changey, or they can, change, or they can drive, and and UPS can have twice as many trucks for all of those Amazon packages yeah. that are going to come from Whole Foods because Amazon just bought Whole Foods, and from all the malls that are going to close because Amazon uh, destroyed the world, and from Costco, who's going into the food delivery service as well, probably. <laughs> Let's talk about solar panels. Uh, this is from NBC News. Now you got your solar panels, right? I and do. they're blue or they're black, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be really cool if you could get them in different colors, right? I don't know, would it? Yeah, it would be fun. Like if you were had a big, beautiful garden and you had a beautiful house in the garden and mm-hmm. you're like, boy, it'd be nice if I could just sort of blend these solar panels in and maybe turn them green, for example. Well, now you can because an Amsterdam-based group says they can do it. And they apparently can do lots of different colors and they look cool and they have these things called nano cylinders that they can paint on the solar panel okay. in different colors. Ooh. It does reduce the efficiency of the solar panel a little bit. That's not good. But it gives you different colors. Ooh. I would like bright pink ones. Why? So the world would know that I have I don't solar panels. You. I don't believe Bright that pink, you and I'd write you know, my name in it. Mel's got solar panels. I'd put that right on the top of my house. You know what would be a problem with that? What? I understand uh, in my extensive knowledge of zombies that they respond very positively to bright pink. <gasps> hey, mm. you know, there's a show called Shabam. It's a podcast. Shabam. Science podcast, and it's these like kids it. are trying to run away from a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. and it teaches science, and yet it's really interesting. It's great for the whole family. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but boy— 
Whoever puts it out is doing a really good job. <laughs> That's on our network, Mel. Episode, it What? It's on our network. It's one of no. our shows, a Food really? Incorporated. And episode 9 and 9.2 are out. Yesterday, two. Well, what is the nice one and two? We're naming, we're naming autopilot. Yeah, we're naming Shabam after autopilot. <laughs> Why are we doing that? I'm just I think that you know, if you've gone to Apple iTunes and you've left us a review, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a great review. You can just leave it us should a review. Be, though we'd like to have reviews. Mm-hmm. You should go then over to Shabam and leave a Shabam review. Go check it. It's really outstanding. It's I got a lot of say, fun. Can I be honest? Well, I'm going to be honest. Please, please. It's Freaking fantastic. Yeah. It is so well done. It's taken 15 years to do nine episodes. It better be good. Hey, let's talk about uh, <laughs> South Australia. They're at it again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. What? If you remember that uh, those Tesla batteries, they're going down to the South Australia. I do know that. And uh, they're going to sort of stabilize the grid. And if they don't do it on time, Elon's going to lose some cash. But as we've talked about before, $50 million for Elon's probably, yeah, it's pocket change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're excited about it. Um, well, now they're at it again because they're about to build the world's single biggest salt-based reflective mirror tower thing. It makes sense because that's where they filmed, well, in the area, not in Australia, but in New Zealand, they filmed the Lord of the Rings with the big eye on the tower. Yeah. There. So it Sauron. Kind of, they just use the same tower. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's already yeah. Just turn, throw the salt in there and call it done. So Aurora Solar Energy Project, which is actually a California company, is going down there to Australia. They're going to have some beers with some Aussie mates at the pub, have some fish and chips, and then they're going to build a 1,100-megawatt solar storage facility. Yowza. So you put up these mirrors, mm-hmm. and then you shine them up on the, the big salt and rock mm-hmm. thing, salt and rock. Salt rock. rock molten. Salt, molten rock. Molten salt. On the salt, it turns molten. Mm-hmm. And then you turn the turbines. And then when the, the thing, the sun, that thing, when that thing goes down, yeah. mm-hmm. guess what? The molten rock salt thing is so hot <laughs> that it stays hotty, salty, and rocky for 8 to 12 hours, giving you the ability to generate even when the sun goes down. And in this particular situation, it's not rocky at all, hence the name molten salt. Do you know what molten means? <laughs> Do you understand what that word means? Molten is uh, it's sort of a taste that you, you get in, uh, sh- <laughs> in, in, in some whiskeys, and you get it in some, have you, um, some ice cream products. Have you heard the term molten lava? How about molten chocolate now, cake? Now, I've never liked that, molten lava, because I think if you tried to eat lava to get that malty taste, you'd no, not malty, and not M-A-L-T, molt, M-O-L-T, oh, molten. So the this is where there's hair falling out of the lava, is that what you're saying? <laughs> or leaves falling off of the, the caterpillars. English is a difficult language. <laughs> it really, really, very, very So hard. the salt is molten, which is another word for liquid. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, the 50,000 different terms in English that mean different things but sound the same. Hey, uh... How efficient a solar panel is going to be in 10 years since we're talking about them? 1% more. So 60 years ago, there was sort of the first solar panel. Nothing. And uh, right now, they're about 17%. More than 2%. The most efficient single module to date, 25.6%, which yeah. is a wow. Is and that, so there's an article here. That's the Earth. That's on the Earth. That's on the earthy Earth, not, not in the sky in the sky. Satellites. In the satellite, they're much higher, like 45%. Much higher. So much. this little article from Futurism says, doing lots of little calculations and doing some things called science. That's science going on there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We spared no expense on the sound effects <laughs> those of the show. Those were calculations. <laughs> they think that the uh, solar panels 
uh, that are out there in the wild will be about 20% more efficient than now. And that's 20% good. more? More, not so, less, more. So from 17% efficient so I guess I won that. to... I won that poll. 17% efficient <laughs> to 20% efficient. It's in that... Yeah, I thought we were at but Tesla's up around uh, Tesla Solar City where it's up well, around there's different, 22%. It turns out there's different ways to measure efficiency. Oh. And so they're talking irradiance to electricity. So it's after it's gone through all the pipes and into the... So anyway... 20% better, which is good, which means 20% more on the same service area or 20% smaller to fill your needs. 20% like smaller bright pink solar panels in bright your case. Bright pink solar panels that zombies cannot see. Shabam <laughs> show. Really good. Talk about the superchargers. Go. The superchargers. You know, so this is a short week, so you can't, uh, you can't knock me for not having a huge bouquet. But wouldn't we knock it, Tesla technically and not you? It's not, you're not building them, are you? Don't you always, always blame the messenger? You shoot the messenger. Is That's that what it true. Is? Has- yeah. Hashtag it was Robert's fault. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hashtag messenger shot. So this week, short week, we have four new open superchargers. Woo-hoo. Pretty darn good for a half a week's oh, work. Oh, yeah. That's pretty yeah. Cheap. Pretty so sweet. we've got China down mm-hmm. in Shenzhen. If you have an iPhone, guess where it comes from? China, uh, Shenzhen. 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 Okay, yeah. good. In the Evidently, I, I, read, I read, I think we even might have talked about it on the show, an amazing article about the entrepreneur, like, Wild West of Shenzhen. Yeah, they're out of, they're just building things. It sounds like if you're a tinkerer and you like technology, this would be a cool place to go for, like, 10 days because you can go through these malls malls that are chock-a-block full of yeah. wires and connectors and batteries and mm-hmm. you name it. You And so people just go there and they just like quickly throw together their prototype yep. ideas and it sounds like very exciting. And you can buy like 10,000 of anything and just throw it up on Amazon and become a reseller. Baba, yeah. And so you can also now charge your Tesla yes. in Shenzhen. Thank goodness. There's probably already been chargers there, but there's another one. And so we also have a supercharger in New York. New York. In Lifton, UK. UK. And my UK accent. Palmi, Italy. Italy, yes. Very good in Italy. <laughs> I don't know what this is. It's <laughs> not French. Oh, we've crossed the border. Oh, my it's God. wonderful. Wow, that's an edit. <laughs> and it's turning into uh, Monty Python. Please, come on. <laughs> and one more supercharger has been permitted in Texas, South Lake. So whether you want them or not, Texas, superchargers are coming. Yeah, and this is right near Dallas, Texas, sort of like in a nice. uh, suburb, if you will. Hoity and toity. Well, so that's, uh, that's pretty good for a half week, but let's talk a little bit about uh, SpaceX, shall we, and ice cream. Oh, my well, goodness. Well, so last week, oh, not even this week, Monday, just as we were ending our show, SpaceX sent up CRS-12. Could that launch have happened in a more beautiful manner. Wasn't it the perfect? big, billowy clouds, the beautiful blue sky, the lovely blue ocean behind it, and just lift off in it, and it went right through that big cloud. On They had a wide shot mm-hmm. of it. Oh, my God. It was amazing. And then they had the multiple shots of it coming back down. They had... Uh, the shot from the ground and the shot from the thing, and you could see the clouds below as they got. They're getting it, was it together, aren't amazing. they? Amazing. And they stuck the landing. 10.0 from the European judge. Boom. <laughs> you guys are so funny. <laughs> funny looking. I watched the, uh, the post launch wrap up, and they mentioned ice cream. And I was like, what? What? 
what? And I actually saw it. I don't know if you saw this. During the, the video feed, they showed some dude holding this big, like, big square box. I don't know, three feet, four, three and a half feet on each side. Uh-huh. And they had brought it out of this truck, which looked refrigerated. The truck, you know, was one of these lift-up trucks that they have, like, at the airport. And he brings it over onto the scaffolding, and then they send it up into the... Uh, wherever they, you know, they put this into the dragon, like at the very end. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? Is that the supercomputer we were talking about? But it didn't look like it. And then I caught this article from Gizmodo that says, watch SpaceX launch lots of ice cream to the NASA astronauts today. And in turn, and they sent up a ton of ice cream. Uh, you got your American time. I have. Yeah, you got your English ton. You got your metric ton. You got your ice cream ton. I have completely changed my mind about space travel now because <laughs> at first I was like, I don't know. I've had astronaut ice cream. Let's be honest, Ooh. it's not ice cream. Oh, I had that since I was a child. It's something else. Yeah, it's fridge sugary. And, and I love you, it actually. If you try and then wash it down with milk, you get this paste that yeah, forms no, in your mouth. It's not ice cream. But if they can figure out how to get ice cream up there for any length of time. Tom's there. Then fine. Like a three. Can you imagine? I would not actually be able to get out of the hatch afterwards. After like a two-year mm. trip to Mars, I'd be like, I'll just wait. I'll just wait here for a while. Because in space, you're 800 pounds, <laughs> and when you come back here, you're going to be like 15,000 pounds. Oh you don't Mr. Creosote. <laughs> it's not. So anyway, oh, they had ice cream of all sorts of color of colors and flavors. So I wasn't sure if their instantaneous launch window mm-hmm. was because they actually, you know, had some kind of physics kind of thing that they had to get the spaceship in the right place at the right time. Or yeah. was it because mm-hmm. they could not afford another second on the ground because the ice cream would be Yeah, Ben and Jerry's yeah. like, come on, move this thing along. Well, Let's they, get up there. They put it in freezers. Yeah, I'm joking. And then I guess the ice cream in space, once you get up there, you just sort of hold it out the window because it's cold in space. I don't space. think you can do that, but I do wonder, because they, they were bringing the freezers back full of the, the research, and by research, you they mean, mean the garbage and the you, poo. You mean the poopy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure someone's going to research. How'd you like to have that job? So poo, I was- Poo researcher. I, I, uh, I sort of am. Right, That's, I work in the emergency room. Yeah. Kind of true, actually. Let's move on. So I don't know if you looked at the picture. I, I we we have our potpourri section, and I was playing around on the Facebook, and mm-hmm. we have there's a couple of really great Facebook groups, but they've gotten to be so popular. That I know one of them has actually shut down. Like mm-hmm. no more new people, but you can watch them at least. Anyway, I picked up on Frank. I think his last name was Gilwe. Yeah, Van Gilwe. Van Gilwe. Frank, uh, we talked. Long ago, when I first started doing Tesla fun facts, I was stealing most of them from Frank's book. Mm. Uh, His book is great. I totally recommend it if you want to look back at, like, kind of Tesla history. This is only, what, three years old, four years old? It kind of seems like kind of crazy. But he went through the Model S from stern to stem, and he pulled it all down and all the details and things you didn't think about, like the back seat. Remember the the Model S in the back seat? Mm -hmm. The door handles to get out, right? Let's say... Disaster strikes. You've got to get out of the car and there's no power. Mm-hmm. The door handles don't work. No. You've right. got a little cord between your legs. Right. You have to reach down between your legs and pull the safety cord to open the door. He, Frank, taught me that. Frank. Frank. So Frank went ahead and developed and built this amazing uh, device for his Model X. If you, uh, if you look at this YouTube video, he has installed an LED light strip in the fascia of the new front, the refresh front. Mm-hmm. And you can tell if this car is charging, fully charged. If uh, you, you can basically make a group of LEDs 
different colors with turn signal directions. So it's attached. So I, I see mount this. this in the car. I see that it's blinking and going back and forth, but it actually is attached to the brain, so it knows whether or not it's. Well, charging it works through that? an app on the phone oh, that connects to the app in the. I think the oh, Tesla app. I, I'm app not sure what app, the app to app conversation. It's an, yeah, it's a multi app. Fascinating. Speakage. Very cool. Good on you, Frankie. It's great. So Frank's a real enthusiast, and uh, I I think this is great. I've got to research more of what Frank has discovered. And we are real Frank enthusiasts. Yeah. So and he's I, an enthusiast, and we're enthusiasts of him. Has he ever been to Hollywood, do you think? I don't know. Why? Frankie goes to Hollywood? Oh. Wow. No? Nothing? I mean, it was good. <sighs> okay. it, it sucked because I didn't catch it. Yeah. yeah. So I it was bad for you. I mean, it was good, but we we blew that for you, Mel. I still did. Hey, uh, there's it. another one uh, from Electric. Just talking about gas and EV charges in the UK. Ooh. And uh, basically, this article says that we're reaching the tipping point that by what year? I just had to throw this in because of the year. It's always 2020, Mel. When you ask the question what year, uh, you automatically mean 2020. What are we going to do in 2021 on this show? I do not know the answer to that question. Everything will be done by 2020. We'll have had to go into, like, retro future which is the right. past or maybe so, uh, it'll become faraday future talk maybe. i don't know in 2020 in the uk there's supposed to be going to be more ev charges than gas stations really yeah but what does that mean you're talking about plugs outlets what is yeah. the there's a, there's a little bit of detail in there but hey you just don't you don't worry about the detail <laughs> you just say wow that's cool yeah and uh, you move on to letters Oh, I like letters. the fact, though, in this article that they note that there are 75% fewer gas stations now in the Britain that is great. Why is that that is question? Probably because there's some consolidation with big uh, gasoline oil suppliers right. sort of opening up these mega 18 pump stations. And if and, you and probably a, a, an increase in public transportation use during that, hope. During that same time. And also very expensive property. So if you have a gas station, you're like, yeah, but you I know think what? I'll put a building here. Probably, I think... Like a high, definitely more than half of the former gas stations that I see driving mm-hmm. around Los Angeles mm-hmm. are basically empty lots yeah. with big cleansing tanks and pipes all over them because they're trying to reclaim all of the poo poo that leaked out of those tanks. The gunk. I don't know. Is that a trend across the country? Because it's certainly a trend here in LA that they shut down a whole bunch of these because of the groundwater leakage situation. Right on my corner, they had to shut one down because it was leaking and we we're all dying of toxic metabolites. Well, I'm very happy that, you know, if you check the ground all around my house and the groundwater under my house, I bet there are no leaked electrons. <gasps> None. You know None. what they call a massive solar spill? Hold on. Uh, daytime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a sunny day. Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do some letters. John Burek. Nice. Burek. He goes through, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about, you know, ranger service versus going into the service center. And he goes through a number of reasons why he believes that ranger service actually is going to cost less money because uh, of the infrastructure that's needed for Mm -hmm. that. And so he says, you know, Tesla's probably done their math and probably worked out for these reasons. It's better to have some cars driving around than it is by having brick and mortar things not driving around. So I didn't do the math, but Tesla probably did. My guess is My guess that's is, probably yeah. right. Yeah. I'd bet on that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably accurate. Ian Abercrombie and Finch uh, says this. 
He agrees with Robin and I. Thank you very much. Wait a minute. Yeah. He agrees with us that hardware 2.0 is not good. He's got it, and he's driving around over there in the north central Florida, and he's like, uh, this is thing like a drunk driver, and if yeah. you're not on it, it will do bad things to you. Can mm-hmm. I tell you how to really like push yourself into an anxiety episode? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be saying that in front of Mel. No, please don't. It's me holding a GoPro, trying to take a video of my car riding the right line today on the way here. Uh-huh. And there's cars next to me, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to let this go because I want to really know, does the ultrasonic sensors on the side of the car, right? So I'm driving right side of the car, is right on the line. Mm -hmm. It's going over the line. It's like the car autopilot is not even, like, adjusting. And I'm not going really fast. I'm only going, like, 20 miles an hour in this poo-poo traffic. Mm -hmm. And. And the ultrasonic sensors are bright red lighting up. There's a car next to me. I'm like, how long do I hold on? How long until the guy next to me goes road rage on me? How long until I actually hit him? Mm-hmm. And I just say that I got very, very anxious. Yeah. I couldn't stay on the phone with uh, my wife. I had to get off the phone. It was um, upsetting. And that's not all the time. The problem is that it's 5% of the time. I don't know which 5% of the time. Yeah. I mean, and and so what you're saying is there's a feature on a car that you paid for, and it's not particularly working well. Now, we should be very, very careful that we don't want to say it's a terrible product, it's a terrible thing. It's just not working well all of the time right now, but we feel it's a safety feature. We should probably let people know our experiences because that's why they tune into the show. Would you agree with that? That people tune into the show to hear your experience with your vehicle. Mel's experience with his vehicle, my experience with my wife's vehicle, uh, which isn't very much. You know what I realize I should do, though? No. We should be balanced, right? I never took really a journalism course. I'm yeah. sorry to admit Fair that. And Fair and balanced. Fair and balanced. So I'm going to make a video. I'm going to set the GoPro to do the, like, you know, it takes a picture every whatever, 10 seconds. And I'm going to just take the whole drive between you know, West L.A. and Oxnard, yeah. and just show how often my hands are uh, not on the wheel. Yeah. So uh, he agrees. It's good. Autopilot 2.0 isn't good, but his most important point is this, and it is um, if you're about to explode Model 3 into the world yeah. with lots of people who uh, are not as comfortable as sort of geeky people who bought Teslas early on, Ooh, that's not a good point. there is going to be car accidents from this uh, thing if it doesn't get significantly better and that's going to be bad news bears for Tesla so they better start getting it going. Elon says it's great. Let's get out those software updates so that we can have great Although, autopilot. I guess for that's that's one thing I would say I don't necessarily agree with because everybody who's gotten a Tesla and S and X for the first time dealt with the same thing, right? It's not it, the only difference is there'll be more of them. It's not necessarily that because you're getting a Model 3, you don't know anything about... Like, people who bought S's and X's with Autopilot didn't know anything either. You, because it was in your second or third, you know, version, and you're, you were you got comfortable with not having it, then you got comfortable with having it, that you know that. So what I, I wouldn't necessarily call it out because you're a Model 3 owner. You're going to automatically not understand it, but you definitely should... If you're buying a Model 3 and you want to buy a Model 3, understand that it's not perfect and you really do need to be vigilant at all times in case that 5% of the time pops up. It's not close to perfect. It's not. Yeah, I just say that um, Elon. Yes. I'm on the Twitter. Hi, Elon. 
Let me know, when is that next autopilot update coming out, please? Like I said last week, I don't want to be a hater. Mm -hmm. It's gotten worse in the last month. Uh Uh-oh. The last upgrade wasn't good. Hey, battery life. Let's talk about battery life. We've got a gentleman here by the name of I Don't Know. Uh, um, He's asking the question, uh, or she is asking the question, I'm getting in the Model 3, Mm -hmm. and uh, do I... What's the deal with battery degradation? We've talked that about a number of times. It appears right now with the new technologies that battery degradation is going to be super slow. On the current S's and X's with the 18, what is it? 18, 650. 18650. Degradation, you know, like 10% maybe over 200,000 miles. And the new technology, probably less. So I'm just going to say that over 10 years, you're not going to lose much uh, capacity in this battery. Some I of it depends on how often you drive, right? Sure. How often you supercharge, so how often you... You're f- saying charging cycles. Correct. How often you fully charge, how often you are doing that... Ba- are you are you conditioning the battery? What do they say? You should plug it in every day? Keep or- it between... Well, so the goal is to try and keep it in the sweet spot. That is 20% of charge, state of charge, SOC, state of charge, 20% to 80%. If you need to go to 100%, don't don't worry don't stress out if you're going to take a long drive and every day for two weeks you're going to have to charge it to a hundred percent it's not going to be a big deal right but you just want to be able to be you just kind of be want to be nice nice to the people but you know the data we actually have on this so that's what everybody's been saying for a long time the actual data we have and i can't remember the gentleman's name Mm -hmm. who's got lots of uh people who are doing supercharging and sending him the data Mm -hmm. hundreds of model uh, s and x owners the data suggests that that stuff really doesn't change the degradation of the battery at all. That supercharging didn't and full charging didn't. This battery is just really good. So, yeah, what we're saying is if you're always running the battery down to 10% and then fully charging it instead of keeping it in that sweet spot, you might get more degradation otherwise. Now, Robert, his original Model S, you had 80,000 miles on it in a short in three years, less yeah. than three years, right? That's a lot of mileage. Mm-hmm. So you would be – and a lot of those miles were supercharging, and I'm assuming you kept it in that sweet spot for most of the time as you could. And what was your day one mileage versus your current day mileage in that vehicle? So it's an N of one, yeah. but it's an important N because you're a conscientious driver. Right, and Test Loop has been doing this as well. Correct. Driving many hundreds of thousands of miles. For me, I think I went from a 256 to like 246. Okay. All over close to 90,000 miles. So that's just about... 10%, 5%. Yes. Yeah, 5%. 5%. It's 5%. Very, very small. And the tequila has been flowing. So, Tom, I, my hat's off to you that you're continuing to compute. Yes, the, the fact that it's you will do not, math in real time is impressive. It's not consi- – I, I don't think it's really anything to worry about. Right. I think it's been hyped up mm-hmm. and know that the Model 3 has an improved battery. But right. my point was I just wanted to say cells. for you that's 5% over 80,000 miles of lots of supercharging cycles. Uh, so – if you are going to drive, uh, this person who sent in this letter, if you're only going to drive 10,000, 12,000 miles a year, you're going to probably be fine and not see that 5% degradation. That's really what I wanted to get at by the mathematics. So this is important because, yes, the older batteries, uh, nickel, metal, hydrides, and all the other ones, lost a lot of capacity over time. These batteries, degradation is less and less and less of a problem to the point where it's probably going to be irrelevant. And remember that it's not just... What the battery is made of, lithium ion versus nickel metal hydride, it's how the battery is treated. And Tesla manages the battery temperature 
24-7. And this is one of the reasons why it's best if you're going to just be a person who doesn't want to pay attention to this stuff. When you go home, just plug in. Don't worry about what the charge state is or any of that stuff. Just leave it plugged in because if you're in a hot climate or a cold climate, the car is going to churn the battery management system so it keeps it in a set temperature range. And that is what makes Tesla batteries last longer than leaf batteries, potentially bolt batteries. I'm not I don't know enough about the bolt if it I don't think it has a temperature management system, but that needs to be part of the future of electric mobility. When I was last at the service center I was talking to uh, one of the gentlemen there who's an engineer and who's fixing the cars and we were talking about this and he's like I don't worry about it. I just ignore it. These things are so well tuned I just charge it 100% every night. Don't care. Paul Boyd uh, is talking about uh, rate of charge of the Model 3. And he says, look, I really like, i got the 80-amp charger in my car, and I can fill up my S really fast. I get about 53 miles per hour of charge. That's about what I get, a little higher. And he said, he asked the service center people, are you going to be able to charge a Model 3 that quickly? This is big news. And I think this is huge news. And he asked again and again and again. And they said, yes, the high-end High-range Model 3 will have dual charges or one fast charger, and um, you'll be able to do the same rate of charging. Now, this was confusing because on the website, it says home charging rate, 37 miles of range per hour, but then in parentheses, it has 240-volt outlet, 40 amps. And I've read that, and I think most people read that as saying that the rate of charge in the Model 3 is significantly less than the S and the X, but he's talked to them many times, and they said, no, 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 that's just for that voltage and amperage. You can go as fast as you can on a Model S. Right, so that is the what Tesla's putting on their website. Again, a little bit confusing, not on purpose, but just the way it is. They're setting it up for what most people are going to do. Most people are going to put a 40-amp fuse. That's what they're going to have space for in their sub-panel. They're going to put a 40-amp fuse in a put a 240-volt outlet, and they're going to charge their car at 37 miles an hour. And I will tell you, that is more than enough for most people. Like, yeah. overnight, that's going to fully charge basically either one of these cars from 20% to 80%. No problem at that rate. But what he's saying is he's got a 100-amp breaker, and to get the f- so he gets the full 80 amps of charging currently right. and 53 miles an hour, which is, you know, what's fast. A, a, a 80% faster than 37 miles an hour, something in that ballpark. It's faster. And I've got to tell you that 95% of the time, <laughs> 37 miles an hour of uh, charging, yeah. rain miles, miles per hour of charging is fine. Yeah. Every now and then I forget to plug in. Yes. And every now and then I'm like, oh, I got an, I'm leaving to go somewhere and it's far away in an hour, and I plug in and I'm like, I'm glad I'm about to get 60 miles in one hour. Mm. I have a question for you, gentlemen, that maybe you can answer for me. So we have a Model S. It's 60. And it has, and I have a 50-amp fuse breaker, mm-hmm. right? And I, the Model 3 has a little thing in there where you can adjust it from 30 to 40 amps of charging you mm-hmm. know, on the charging thing. And I'll put it up 40, and it'll just automatically boom, go back down to 30. Yeah. Like, what is that? What's well, happening I don't, there? It's Do not know? doing that actively while you're sitting there, but like the next time you go to plug Correct, in, right. it'll, it'll bit through. I think it does this as a sort of a safety feature. Okay. So, yes, I too, if I really want to push it to 40, not every time, but I don't know, two out of three times, uh-huh. I have to go in there and go boop, 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 boop. Uh-huh. Put it back up to 40 and say, Tesla, Tesla. Have you don't no- do that to me. Have you noticed this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? What? Uh, I live in the Woodland Hills, hottest is, place in the universe. That's uh, not, as far that's as I'm not accurate. No. In the middle of summer, when it is a hundred, literally 115, 120 out, and I plug my car in, 
it says, no, 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 you're not getting 80 amps, you're getting 60 amps. And I believe it's because it's so effing hot that the yeah. plastic and stuff around the charger and everything is so hot Four. that it's like, uh, I don't want to put the full amount through because that'll heat it up more. I'm going to drop it down because of the temperature. I think it's more that the battery is being cooled at a maximum rate or at least near maximum, and if you now are going to pump a lot of electrons into it, uh, it's going to get hotter so that's because you're maximizing the battery. You're, mac- you're overloading the battery's capacity to stay at the right temperature. You might actually be the smart one. Well, I think... No, I'm not... Is that, I, I have a question. No, no I take that I'm, back. You're not... You know, Talking Tesla Nation is not here in the studio with us, but <laughs> what I have noticed is that I've had two small shot glasses of this lovely tequila, mm-hmm. and I've noticed that Mel has stealthily moved the bottle away from me, and it's now on the other side of the table. I just moved it closer to me. Oh, is that okay. bad? Jeff well. Barrett has a question here, and it's about protective wrap for Model 3. So he obviously wants to you know, protect this new beautiful car that he doesn't have, but one day will be his. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to get some input. So, Robert, you have done some protective wrapping? I have. Please tell us about it. I think this stuff is pretty sweet. I don't remember the name of the stuff, but I had a little problem. I was driving uh, a week after I got the wrap on, and then I noticed after I went to Tesla to get, what did I have, something done to the car? It was very, very early on. How could I have anything wrong with the car? There must have been something. It's so minimal. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I brought talk it to Tesla. They cleaned it. And when they brought the car out, they said, hey, you know, you got this wrap on here, but you better check this out. And I looked and sure enough, there were like four places where there were cuts on the wrap. Nothing wrong with the paint underneath. And I was like, what the F is up with this? Uh-huh. So I took it back. They actually rewrapped my hood, which is pretty substantial. Yeah. And, uh, we're not sure if there was a problem with that batch of wrap or if I got, like, behind some truck that was throwing razor-bladed knives and rocks it, at my car. It'd be weird if you didn't notice razor-bladed knives hitting your car. I agree. So, <laughs> the conundrum continues. But in this process, and I thank uh, Sticker City for doing the right thing, and they're not an advertiser, and I don't own stock in them, but they let me play with some of the extra stuff they cut off. And I tried to push a pen, a pointy pen, through this wrap. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a weakling. No, you're I'm very a powerful. Pretty strong guy. Very powerful. And I'm powerful. pushing and I'm pushing, and the wrap is just stretching and stretching mm-hmm. and stretching. And wait, this... wait, wait. And stretching? And stretching. Oh, and stretching. But wow. it didn't poke through. And so this stuff is really, it's really poke, strong. It's almost poke-proof. Poke-proof. That's Our friend Dave Mason so, also wants to talk about wrapping. He got everything wrapped. Like, he wrapped it like a thing that is wrapped. He can't even open his driver's I door. That's I mean, how he, wrapped his car He is. spent uh, thousands of dollars wrapping wow. every Because he's like, this is the car that I commuted. And I'm going to have this car for 20 years. Yeah. I'm wrapping this in wrap, and then I'm wrapping that. <laughs> Did you not Some have him wrap, wrap it with talking Tesla wrap and I give wish. him a little bit of money yeah, for that? Yeah, should have. Oh. That would have been nice. You could save that for my car. Anyways, Jeff also uh. asks, can we dedicate some time to talk about having a charger before you take delivery of your car. So when we bought our RAV4 initially, they actually made us sign a piece of paper that we were going to get a home charger because they knew that was going to be a critical part of owning that car because it only had 107, 114 miles of range. So they painted the side of your house charger here? No, they didn't paint the side of my house charger here, but but what 
what I'm getting at is, yes, you, you should more than likely, unless you know for sure you'll have access to a charger right. somewhere else, if you're going to get a Model 3, start to look into where you can plug in the Model 3 ahead of time. Yeah. Is very, very smart. So if you're on the list and you don't have a charger at home, but maybe you're going to take delivery by December, now's the time right. to contact your utility and figure all of that out. You don't want right. to do it you know, a month after you get the car. Is this like when you get a puppy and you sign a little waiver that says, or a little piece of paper that says, I will take the puppy to the vet? Yes. Oh. It's, and I will clean the it's very poop. similar. Yeah. Or in our case, uh, you buy a dog and you're going to show the dog until it gets its championship points. Okay. Is that, I thought you had 12 cats, not That's dogs. <laughs> I got a dog, 18 cats, 11. Oh uh, a lot of newspapers. Tortoises and um, an odor. So, I, <laughs> so tip tip to Jeff is when you're thinking about buying an electric car, just call around. There are electricians who know about electric cars, mm-hmm. and there are electricians who do not know about electric cars. You want to find an electrician who knows. They've put in a couple of chargers. They have an experience with this 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 element of their specialty, right? Yeah. They're a, they're an electrician, mm-hmm. and have them come to your house and give you a bid. How much is it going to cost to put a NEMA 1450 plug? near where I plug in my car. You don't really need to go any bigger than that. Right. That's the cheap end, and you get a little cover for it if it's outside, yep. and that's it. You just need to know, does your service panel have enough capacity? Is there enough room in your service panel to fit the big breaker that goes with a 50-amp circuit? Right. And can you route the thing? You don't have to drill through some concrete wall. You need to get that skinny, and I would ask for two or three quotes from local electricians because right. you can get some pretty... Variable quotes. Right. You don't need the wall charger. You don't need it. You need. Do the, not. You can get away with the. I have the wall like charger, you but you I have know a wall charger. You know well. where it is? Uh, it's in, a, in box? a box in the garage. Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Uh, so you I don't need, the you don't need a wall charger, but for all of the things that you pointed out, there is a potential that you might need. So again, you might yes. need to change your. If you don't have capacity in your panel. You're looking at a very, very potentially sizable investment wah, wah, to just wah. be able to increase your panel size and and time because it takes permitting and all kinds of stuff, approval from the city. So you do need to, if again, if you're out there and you're on the list, start to look into getting a charger at your house. Do you know why my charger is in the garage in uh, a box? I don't. Because for me to add that second charger... I have to get a whole new service panel, $3,500. I get to get the local uh, electrical utility to run another line, actually an upgraded line Mm -hmm. from the pole to my house. Mm -hmm. They don't charge you for that, but... To do that, I have to take out a tree. I have to move down the the um, guttering that has a downspout. Mm-hmm. I have to move it away from the place where they're going to bring in the new line and put mm-hmm. the new box. I mean, it, it was going to be about $5,000. Yeah, it can be pricey. So yeah. it's something to know before you commit to a $49,000 car, you may be committing to a $5,000 charging infrastructure in your own home. Most people won't, but sometimes... It's expensive. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Paul Grover here. Hi, Paul. And he's from the Z that is new. Oh. And uh, he's saying, look, uh, there's been a couple more sightings from Tesserati, other places, of um, more Model 3s down there in New Zealand in the winter, driving around in the snows. And he presumes, he thinks, he wonders, he is suggesting that maybe this is all-wheel drive testing. Mm. What say ye? I bet it is. I mean, it is winter down there and there is snow and wetness and coldness why else wouldn't why why else would you ship a car literally halfway around the globe 
that's not cheap. But couldn't you just go north or at high altitudes and do that here in the Americas that are north? Yeah, but even if you go up into Colorado into the 14s, well, you can't get to the 14,000 level. That's foot, not meter. Uh, you the, you know, the roads, they may not be that bad. And what you're about not going to find a storm. Nothing in Canada? No, there's just tar sands up okay. there. Okay. Oh, Maybe they just wanted to have a little vacation while right. they were doing their testing mm. and see the hobbits at Hobbiton. Yeah, I mean, clearly the all-wheel drive is coming. And if it's coming, they're working on it. Yeah. So if they're working on it, they've had to have tested. It's not like they've never built any all-wheel drive vehicles. So it makes sense. Uh, pop the frunk on that bad boy and let's see what's in it. Chris Whitehouse says, uh, Hi, Chris. did you see the electric Porsche on fully charged? I didn't. There's a link. I'll have to look at it later. But he says, wow, wow, wow. Wowsy, wowsy. So Porsche, who makes fast gas cars, now making fast Electricity cars. I wonder if that car actually charges in that new 400 kilowatt Wouldn't charger. That'd be special. Timothy Williamson uh, gives us an article. Well, it's actually from Tesla Motor Club about the real reason behind hardware 2.5. And I read it, Tim, and I actually read this before you uh, sent us to it. And it gives me absolutely no information. But he does say, calm down, Tom. He just, he did say, calm down. Ian Abercrombie and Finch again says, uh, you know what? You've been saying I don't care about kilowatt hours anymore. That's me, Mel. And uh, but he does. A lot of people do. People like to talk about whether they've got a V8 versus a V6. They like this information. Mm. So just give us both. Tell us how the what the range is. Tell us how many kilowatt hours. Because there are geeks out there that want to know the information. There's no reason I, not to tell them. I like my 200 kilowatt hour car. Kerry Bednam. Kyrie Bednam. Ka- I don't know. Ka- I don't know. This is uh, I'm a lost tough on one. This one. Says uh, he hasn't heard anything about, or she, I don't know, um, has said uh, I haven't heard anything about a trailer hitch. Um, and so I went on the forums and looked around for the Model Three. Yes. And the Model Three forums say that they've spoken to Tesla. A number of people have spoken to Tesla, saying yes, you'll be able to get a trailer hitch on your Model Three. Discuss. I know I can put one on my Model S, but I have to pay somebody to cut out around the base, of the underside of the back bumper, uh-huh. and then they put a bolt up onto the frame, okay. and then they can give you a little cover when you unbolt it. Okay. And I know a couple people who've done it. They use it. They like it. They especially put, yeah. like, bike racks on the back there. Yeah, I mean, I would think that would be the only thing you would use it for, for the most part. I wonder why Tesla doesn't offer this as a... You'd think they wouldn't want people cutting and torching underneath there, messing around with things. They're kind of busy. They're doing things like uh, alien dreadnoughts. Seems like a perfect job for a mobile ranger. Paul Buckley says, hey, uh, Robert, when you uh, go out to Maine, come and visit him. They're, oh, having, really? a, they're having a little meeting out there, local meeting on 827, so get out there. There you go. Even a link to the meeting. David Buckle. What? Buckle. David Buckle. David Buckle. He says, look, <laughs> mate, listen to this, mate. Uh, I heard that you're coming out to St. Louis. I Robert. am, the Missouri. Mm-hmm. And another person said, like, uh, you, come visit. Come say hi. I'm going to go say hi. I'm going to be there for two days. He's an astronomy professor. He could tell yeah. you all kinds of things that you're seeing. He'll well, probably have the solar telescopes and such. He probably made it. He probably made the eclipse himself. I actually went online looking for, like, uh, solar binoculars. They sell, really, solar binoculars. Woodland Hills Camera has them. Right if now? you need them, write them there in oh, stock. Oh, I'm going right now. Yeah. I'm going right now. I bought my glasses today. I made my box. Actually, I've got to, I'm just going to send out a picture of this mm-hmm. because after the show on Monday, I took my box. 
It's actually an Amazon box, but I repurposed it. I watched a video on the NASA.org website, mm-hmm. and I built this box with a little piece of foil on one end. You put a pinhole in it. You make a little vo- viewing uh, spot on the side. You put some nice white paper on the inside. And I went, and I said, great, I'm going to look at the sun. And I looked inside, and you know how big the sun was? Tiny. About as big as the pinhole yes. that I put on there. And they said, well, your box should really be like three feet long. That's a I big like, box. That's a big box. How am I going to get that box on the plane. I did that in Australia when I was a young lad. Oh, yeah? And uh, same thing. I was unimpressed with my little pinhole thing that I created. It was tiny. So I just looked at the sun. That's why I can't so see wait, today. So what you got to do in that case is you got to break your front window, <laughs> yes. put some put some uh, aluminum foil on the front window, and then it'll project it on the back wall of your living room. It'll be a bigger box. Yeah, more like a camera obscura. Ooh, I like it. The yeah. next letter is not so positive. Wow. Wade Harris Wade, Wade, rips Wade. us new one. <laughs> and when I say us, I mean Tom and Mel. Yeah. And he said, look, he used to like the show. Mm-hmm. doesn't like the show as much anymore because Mm-mm. he says we're whiny little people. And he says, look, I understand that you don't want to be fanboys. Yeah. But you are so hypercritical, you are becoming losers. Are we? Um, and he was mad at Tom for talking about you know Tesla's debt, and he's really mad at Mel for the supercharging because you're never going to do it anyway, so shut up. Mm-hmm. And he's really mad at me because of the falcon wing doors, which have never hurt me, and yet you complain about them all the time. Well, let me tell you this, Wade. Uh, those doors have actually physically hurt my, me and my wife, and they've physically hurt Grandma. And today, today, Wade... There was a priest in our car. Of all people, a priest. And they came down and hit him on the head. And now I'm going to be having to get uh, more priests to come because you know what's going to happen next. They're going to exercise your car? Um, Bad things are going to – a priest, Wade. A priest. And you've taken it into Tesla and let them know, and it still has not been particularly fixed. So I don't think that's you whining and complaining. I think that you letting people know that there are, in cases, problems with the doors. Yes, we call them the effing wing doors, doors because they've hit with four people that you know now. And I use the term burning cash instead of CapEx. But I also explained to you last week... That they're borrowing money at 5% to make a 25% profit, so that's probably a pretty good thing. Uh, these are facts. And they're Wade, actual, it's actual facts. Wade, let me say again, I've said this many times. I'm going to continue to complain about some things. I hope I'm fair and balanced. Um, I love Tesla. I'm all in on Tesla. I'm all in on Elon. I think this is fantastic. Anthony Melendez. Melendez. Anthony. Anthony. Anthony is on a budget, and mm-hmm. he was... Wants us to give an opinion about whether we should drive a he should drive a leaf or a vault. Now he's in a particular circumstance where it's hot as the sun where he is. Okay. So which one do you think would be better for him? I would say vault because the information that I've read about vault batteries is that they are not degrading at all. Whereas certainly the first generation leafs, which you're talking about getting a second hand one, the leafs had degenerated their batteries a lot. So my opinion is. If that's a choice between secondhand leaf and a secondhand vault, I'd go vault. I have a question for him. Anthony, do you have a charger at work? Because if you have a charger at home, which I assume is yes, then with a vault, with a V, you can drive your 15 miles to work, all electric. You can charge up that 15 miles in not very long, three hours, in a regular plug, just a 
one 10 volt plug. It actually takes and quite a while to charge that. Car, really, to be honest it's with less you. than three it's, miles it's, an hour. It, it's not less than three miles an hour, but it's not. Right, it's a forty mile hours. battery. Yeah. So if you use if the whole thing, 15, but if he's only no, going fifteen, 15, yeah, he's probably yeah. a so couple hours. So in an eight hour day, yeah, you yeah. can recharge your car easily. Drive yeah. it back home mm-hmm. and never use gas unless he's sharing. You know, like again, he probably needs two and a half hours of charge a day yeah. to to get his commute. But if he's going to stop, go someplace after work, you know, there are, there are other factors. To, Amazon to this buy for sure. a nice twelve or ten gauge extension cord that's twenty five or fifty feet. That'll yeah. knock an hour a mile off of your charge rate because it has to go through all that more cord with resistance. Yeah. But still, in an eight hour day at work, you should be able to charge it all up and yeah. And and he's got a he's got a budget of ten to fifteen. You know, I don't know I don't think the volts are in that price range, but Used. the Leafs are, the Volts maybe. Uh, there are some really good lease deals on Volts that may not be something that you want to look at. I would say the Volt over the Leaf because the Leaf, I know a lot of people that have had some serious battery degradations. I haven't heard that in the Volt. The Volt also will enable you to drive long distance. Again, it, you know, for the one or two times a year you want to drive long distance, you'll have that gasoline capability it's a very very capable automobile a lot of people like it so my my vote would be for the volt having if i had my friend paul here who has owned both of those vehicles uh my guess is he would tell you the same thing um and let me try and pronounce his name properly because he wrote it down here phonetically so let's go and the on e mel n d res yeah, down to now fast. Now go through that really fast. Anthony Nandez. Yeah, you nailed it. That's pretty nice. Thanks, Anthony. And Nicholas uh, Bergman. Bremen. Brennan. Bren- it's Nicholas easy. Brennan. Just straight Brennan. He's uh, talking about, you know, you were talking about this song last week, and it's uh, right. uh-huh. Despacito, not Despacio. Okay? And it's got uh, the Bieber in it. Yeah, it's the Bieber. Is it and, the Bieber uh, song? And See, I believe that this is the I've first time zero. that a Spanish language song has been number one in the U.S. Serious? I believe that is correct. I've not heard the song. I, I hear that it's quite good. It's hard for me to know because I believe when we looked at the the image that was sent in, it yes. was a different song. It wasn't Jet Despacito no. by Justin Bieber. It was Despacio by right. somebody else. I thought it was so, a Luis or so, something. Yeah, Could you slow down a little bit? <laughs> There's, no. <laughs> There's a little bit of confusion there. I don't know. Yes, the Are Justin Bieber confusion? song. Dustin Bieber song is for sure Despacito. Yeah. I again have a teenage girl at my house. I have heard Despacito 111 times this week. Wow. I'm I have sorry. a I have a counter every time. Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know, this is episode 100. 100. Woo-hoo! And uh for those of you that want to stay around, we're going to do some clips. Yes. From the first hundred episodes. We're going to wow. take a, a look back, as it were, in a... Yes. And we just, we just want to say, before we play all these clips for you, thanks for listening. Thanks for hating. Thanks for loving. Mostly just thanks. Love yeah. the letters. It's love the letters. We love letters. Good and bad. Honestly, good and bad. They're all good. It's been an awesome hundred episodes. Robert became part of the show very early on. That's been an amazing addition. Mel is still here, and, you know, we deal with that. Uh, wow, just kidding. Just, just, just a little kidding. air freshener. It's, is that what you it's, mean? It's amazing. And imagine what we're looking at. The next time we get to a, a milestone like this, 200 shows, that's going to be almost two years from today. Imagine. You know, I had a thought in the shower today. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> turn the tape off. Turn the tape off. I was in the gym. I was trying to get here. I was in the shower. I thought, a hundred, a hundred. Have I ever been a part of something that has been a hundred? Uh-huh. I mean, I've been to the bicentennial of our country. Do-do-do. But when I was there, I thought, well, you know what? I didn't really choose to be born here. I'm happy to have been born here, yeah. but I wasn't really part of it at the beginning. Uh-huh. I couldn't say like, oh, wasn't that 1804 firework display in Louisiana? Wasn't that wonderful? No. no. I So I have to say that this is like the only thing I've ever been uh, part of, like the majority to the hundred. That's awesome. That's and pretty we cool. are happy to have you as part of it. I've had a temperature of a hundred. That's true. Ah, ah, I've been ah, to the bathroom at least 100 times, <laughs> sometimes in 24 you're, hours. You're pretty close to have purchasing your 100th Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> I, my skin age is 100. Oh, easily. easily. Uh, I look 100. My <laughs> underwear doesn't last 100 I've probably days. had 100 haircuts. There you go. So it's not yeah. that big a deal. All right. So it's awesome. We love you guys out there. Uh, Keep listening. We love each other. We do deeply, love Tesla. Deeply. Oh, we yes. love we Tesla. Want them do not to ever doubt the love. Succeed. Yeah. And I love the Talking Tesla Black Caucus. That's obvious. And I'm Who wearing doesn't? the shirt. Thank you, Joel. Joel's a good man. I heard your message. Yeah. Received yeah. loud and clear, my friend. And let's go back in time. Well, because we're talking, 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 Tesla. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name's Mel Herbert, and I'm an ER doc of all things in Los Angeles. And I got a friend. We'll call him Tom. We'll call him Tom because that's his name. And so we thought to ourselves, let's listen to a podcast about Teslas. And we couldn't really find a great one. We couldn't. Or yeah. or anyone, honestly, not a great. And I couldn't even find a bad one. There's really? not even a bad one. I go ahead, find go any. try to find a bad one. Well, I couldn't find any, but that doesn't mean you know it could be just because I lack the skills of using um, the Google. No, you do the search on the the iTunes store under the podcasting genres. Nothing. It's nothing there. It's it's like crickets. I'm surprised as much as the next person next to me, who's not next to me. But next to me, and and there's nothing out there. It's it's non-existent. So we're going to Existed. me and you together bring it into existence. We're going to birth it, and we're going to put it out there, and we're going to try to make it an easy, digestible format that's fun for people to listen to. It's cool. You're driving in your Tesla, or you're driving in your Celica, wishing it was a Tesla. <laughs> you're going to learn about Teslas. We might even stand outside the gates of Tesla and Hawthorne, just flagging people down as they go home from work, and just, hey, hey, you you want to you want to tell us something engineerical? <laughs> engineerical is not a word. <laughs> you know, the entire purpose of doing a podcast like this is so that you can be invited to the fa- Tesla factory. But if you keep criticizing uh, Tesla, that's not going to happen, Tom. So I'm going to have to ask you to be uncritical and unthoughtful during this whole process. Okay? Nope, not going to happen, buddy. So uh, let's go back for a second there. You said you have a Tesla, but um, you have a RAV4 electric. Is that a Tesla? Please explain. What I said was I have a Tesla-fied Toyota. You you have the Toyota, and it's all wrapped in a Toyota RAV4 packaging, and it's a lovely SUV model form. And then you start opening up little latches and things, and there's Tesla stickers in there. So it's basically Tesla's powertrain and tesla's technology uh and it's great we love it we've put 
Hmm. A lot of miles on it in the year that we've we've had it. I used to have a leaf. Uh-huh. When the leaf first came out, so about three, four years ago, I got a leaf, loved the leaf, great little car, zippy, fun, easy to park, small, 80-mile range. Actually, it wasn't even 80 miles. It was probably like 75-mile range. And right. uh, I just use it around town, you know, going golfing, uh, going doing the stuff around the town. But um, a little bit of range anxiety lots of the time because whenever you strayed more than 30 or so miles from home, you're like, I wonder if I can get home. And since I got the Tesla just a year ago, so I have the 85 kilowatt battery Tesla, um, the Model S, of course, and range anxiety has gone. It was almost zero range anxiety. And then they had that software upgrade, which we'll talk about later, which has basically taken it to zero. And the fact that I live in California and there are superchargers all over the place. So I have essentially zero range anxiety. Do you, sir, with the RAV4 electric, with the Tesla powertrain, and about a 100-mile range. Do you, sir, have range anxiety? Yes, we have range anxiety every day. Yeah, that's always a question. Range anxiety is always an issue. My kids play soccer all over the – soccer and gymnastics all over the Southern California area. So a lot of times we have to take the ICE car uh, instead of the Tesla. That's internal combustion engine, not that's- a car that runs on water. That's correct. All EV drivers know the term iced. Not all of them. A lot of them. That guy back in 62, he didn't know that one. Yeah, that was that guy. Oh, boy. All right. So here we go, Tom. I have a Model X Mm -hmm. reserved number 3,840. And because I'm a little bit obsessive, I thought Mm -hmm. I'd better order another one, even though I'm not sure I'm going to get another one. But I always get my money back. 17,133. One of us is a fanboy. Uh, Right, Mel? Mm, Really? Really? Wait, wait, wait. You have an S and you're in line for two Xs. No, you're not a fanboy. You're fine. Did you order any Tesla batteries, Mel? No, you can't order them yet. Did you make any reservations? Yes. How yes, many, that, Mel? May I explain, please? Yeah, go ahead. Allow me to explain. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a Model S, and I love it, you know? But I've got the stripped-down version, because I don't... I'm not really a fancy car kind of guy. I mean, if you look at me, there's food stains and stuff on me, and I don't <laughs> clean my underwear, and, and it's just not the right... I have so many other questions for you about the Tesla. Next time, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about the little things in the car. Let's talk about your experience driving the car. Let's talk about that touch screen and and the feel and all of the good stuff about the seats. Let's let's get into the nitty gritty. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You're excited. We've decided to go through and find our favorite clips from the first 100 episodes of Talking Tesla. This next one is a personal favorite of mine. Tom and Mel headed up to the TMC event, and it turned out that driving a few hours north together was a bigger challenge than I could have predicted. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for a road trip, don't you think? Tom and I are going to hop in the car, and we're going to go up to a Tesla Motor Club event. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Hey, Tom, I'm looking at this thing. We haven't even left. We're still, you know, we're five minutes from your house. And it says on the trip locator that we don't have to stop at Tejon Ranch, and that we uh, have to stop at Harris Ranch, which is 173 miles away, and stop for 20 minutes. I, I don't think we're making it there, mate. Why would we not make it? It's 100 extra miles almost. What, what is wrong with you? What, what are you not believing? It says we're 173 miles away, and the car says we have 257 miles to go. I mean, it's math. I get that. It's difficult for you, but, but what part do you not understand? Your fat ass, my fat ass, our golf clubs, the we got in the car... The air conditioner's on, and I'm not driving at the speed limit. F that. 
All right. Well, I, you know, I'm going to believe the car over the you. The car is a computer. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's take a chance. All right. Well, if we end up with no charge on the side of the road, you'll push the car and it's heavy. Test the charging. I love the ones where you pull in. This is the one where you pull in head on. I like those the best than backing in. I'm not a good backer, Tom. So we've got exactly 64% charge, which is exactly what it said we would have. Okay, I'm sorry, Tesla software dudes. You're pretty smart. I'm sorry to you, Tom. I'm really sorry. You should be. I mean, you know, like it's multiple computers, and yet you think, oh, I went to medical school. It's we're never going to make it. I'm panicking. You panicked. That's what it was. You panicked. I want to do something with you, Tom. You can hold the mic when I do this. I'm going to reboot the software while we're driving. How do you feel about that? I don't feel at all comfortable <laughs> with that. Don't do that. No, I think in the book, let me get the manual. It says right here, don't do that, especially when your buddy Tom is in the car with you. Really? Why? Uh, Oh, God, he did it. We're holding down buttons. Oh, all the screens are dead. Kyle's still driving, though. Okay, so we're blacked out on the big screen. The Speedo is still working, still reads 90%, still... 65 miles per hour. I don't know what it looks like normally when it reboots, but it looks like nothing is happening at all whatsoever. Basically, I think Mel may have killed his Tesla. (laughs) So despite the difficulties, they made it up there. Here's a debrief after the factory tour. We went up to Tom's room, we set up the mics, we had a lovely little lunch in the room, and we talked about our most excellent tour of the Tesla factory. Are you going to hit record this time? That'd be helpful. So where were we up to before the food came? So we just we talked actually, about the thing. So the food came. Yeah. Uh, we just paused and then we just ate. I had the chicken uh, club sandwich. Uh, spectacular. <laughs> Seriously, no one cares. <laughs> Edit this <laughs> out. Let's talk about the <laughs> dang factory I thought you liked. Already. I thought you liked <laughs> food. Oh, yeah. I mean, my turkey burger was delicious. We started talking about the factory tour, but maybe we should start over. So you come in, you give them your non-disclosure agreement, which I believe we're both in violation of at this very moment. (laughs) Yeah, they said anything secretive you can't say about. So we can't tell them that we saw a fully functional model. Right, we can't say that, no. Um, no. And that the gull wings are now actually they fold uh, in half times. Right, yeah. We cannot tell them that we saw a model... Saw six of them at six the end of the threes. assembly line. What's weird about them? They have no wheels. They have a hovercraft system. That's instead. true. That's also very true. It. We can't tell them about the the newest car that is a seven passenger vehicle that does one hundred and eighty thousand miles on a charge, and we can't tell them about that because we have an undisclosed. Right, we can't talk about that. It whatsoever. has a small plutonium thing. You never have to right. charge it for your whole life, and it's coming in at around ten thousand dollars. Right, we can't talk about. Right, it. but we can tell you that it was great. It's an amazing place. It's clean. It's fast. Uh, there are robots upon robots creating robots that are building other robots. I thought the Terminator was going to come. And there's free food. That's the most important. I've got to get back to the food. There's free food. All the employees there get free food and coffee and drinks and healthy snacks and, and bathrooms to process it through. And everything. Yeah. It's, it's great. very cool. And there, I, one thing I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this, oh, but there, did. there are like snack machines everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in one machine... It was full of Kevlar gloves. You can't snack on a Kevlar glove. No, I glove. know, but I think what it is is like you go and you scan your little Tesla ID badge, you know, when you go come on for your shift, or if like you put a hole in your Kevlar gloves and you need a new one, they're in stations, 
So like they can track them. So that was pretty cool. You probably didn't notice that, but I did because I was watching with my eyes. I was watching for one thing. I know. What was that thing? I can't talk about it. It's non-disclosure. <laughs> but I saw it. It was big. <laughs> And it was wonderful. It was Hard for nice, me to admit. wasn't it? All right, Tom and I are now going to go and visit some of the vendors on the showroom floor, as it were. So we're in the line. We got the badges, and we feel like we're part of the team. Team Tesla. Team badge. And now we don't really understand why we're still in the line, but we are going to figure it out. So, yeah, we, we got the badge. We're done with the line, but we're not done with the line. I got my badge. I want it out of this line. I want alcohol. Did I say that out loud right now? Yeah. <laughs> if this is the alcohol line, no, no, we are staying here. I'll wait in it, and then we'll just we'll keep cycle doing through. We'll get a fast pass maybe at the front. So, back, wait, just hang on a second. You're talking f***ing, um, uh, te- uh, you're talking uh, Terminator 2. Let me show you. You're talking uh, an actual film. A liquid metal alloy. <laughs> I mean, uh, what, what is Michael, what, uh, Mike, what are you talking about here? This is crazy. The P85D is unquestionably like an amusement park ride. Insane mode is truly insane. This looks fantastic to me. So I'm looking at this thing and it's two 80 amp chargers. I'm going to have an S and an X. I want this. Tell me about it. How does it work? Sit back. Fasten your seatbelts, gentlemen. Is there a sub? Thinking of the food. Let's uh, let's get back the to the food. food. Looks delicious. This is like there's a Mediterranean spread in the table we're standing in front of. There's some hummus and some baba ganoush, some olive tapenade, some stuffed grape leaves. Looks like. Do you want to wipe your mouth? You're drooling. You're disgusting. It's. I'm hungry. We haven't had dinner. We've got reservations at 7:30, but we're not. We're trying not to eat. I'm hungry. What do you want from me? We should get a beverage of alcoholic. Yes. Cash in the chips. Yeah, we should. Let's uh, go. Gin and tonic. See if theirs are as good Let's as go. Tesla's. Let's make it happen. So this leads me to, I guess it's an announcement of some sort. Oh, um, this is exciting. Yesterday, yeah, my wife bought a Tesla. What the what? <laughs> you, you left that to the end. What the what? Oh, did you not see the little note at the beginning? I said I have some news. Do you want it now or at the end? No. What a great way to talk to us, Thomas. So yesterday, my wife calls me from work, and we'd had some problems with the automatic door locks on the 1992 Lexus that we're currently – I'm currently making my wife drive around because we don't have another car. And the battery died. And she called me. She's like, the battery died again. It's like the third time she's had it jumped. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I can't do anything about it. I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Hung up on her. I'm like, I got to go back to work. Got to focus. Got to get the get the money. Like the irony is already about thick. The battery died on your gasoline car. About, yeah, that is thick. <laughs> about 10 minutes later, my email goes ding. And I get these little notifications. And it's like, congratulations, you just bought a Tesla. So that pushed her over the edge. Because she'd been looking at this Tesla on the website, this used Model yes, S yes. Um, on the website, and we had been going back and forth about it. It's not, it's not an 85. It's a 60. 60. Uh-huh. And, but the, it's white. Yes. It has black interior. Yes. It has rear-facing seats. Okay. It has the body-colored roof, so it doesn't have the panoramic window, which I didn't want her to get. Yes. So that makes me kind of happy living in the valley. It has the air suspension. It has the tech package. Dang. It, it, it's 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 ours. It's you. So we have to. It's it's currently 
I think it might be buried under 42 inches of snow. So that might give you an idea of where <laughs> it is, is in the country. It's in Nuevo York. It's exciting. We're getting an S. It's got about, what, a 200-mile range, we hope. It's got the rear-facing seats in it, so you'll be able to drive in that. That'll oh, be fun for the, the first time the ever. Like, we'll put her in the front, which maybe will be very scary for us, and we'll get in the rear-facing seat, and we'll do a thing. And so, we, yeah, so there you go. We, we are uh, – we're a Tesla family again. Wow. Or, How much? Do I divulge the price? Yeah, because people want to know. $47,000. Wow, that's pretty – Good. Plus the fifteen hundred dollar transportation fee, plus the taxes. So what are we looking at? So forty eight five plus tax. So you know fifty two, fifty five, something. That's in you that, got yourself a Tesla in that ballpark. Well, my wife has a Tesla. So. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, talking Tesla has two people with the Tesla <laughs> now. That's right. so great. So now I have the Rav with the Tesla insides, and I have the Tesla oh, with the more, Tesla outside. You're more Tesla than me. That's for a short amount of time until that X shows up in your driveway. The next clip is Robert's very first appearance on Talking Tesla. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for Talking Tesla 33, and I've got something very sad to tell you all. Tom's not here. Tom's Tom's working in Las Vegas. Tom had to go and put on a big show in Las Vegas. That's Um, what he told us, at least. Yeah, probably. He's probably just playing, hanging out, smoking cigarettes. Eating, gambling. I don't know if there's any real like way to verify this, though. Yeah, well, uh, he's not here. But Robert, it was nice enough, on his way back from a shift from Saving Lives in the beautiful city of Camarillo, Oxnard, he's come here on the way home to spend a little time. Absolutely. But, you know, today is a fantastic day. I, I woke up after my shift, had a little nap, walked out to my car. I thought, wow, it's a beautiful day. It's been raining a little bit. It's sunny, partly cloudy. I go to my car. It's clean. And I try to get in it. And I can't. What? I can't. And then I realized, hell, this white Model S is like clean, really clean. And then I turned (laughs) around and there's my car right across the street looking kind of crappy. But I thought, wow, in, on this little side street in Camarillo, two white Model S's. Who would have thought? That's funny. You tried to break into somebody's car. I can't tell you how many times I have done that. Robert, thank you so much for stepping in for uh, Tom. And uh, he'll be back next week, probably all you know, exhausted from his big show. What or, do they call that? Holiday heart? Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> Holiday heart is, you know, you go into a drawer and you get a little atrial fibrillation. He might have some of that as well. Wow, we are here again, once again, talking Tesla 35 post-SpaceX tour. Robert, you weren't on the SpaceX tour, but I have a non-SpaceX question for you. We have a lot to cover. Yes. But I have a question for you. You're sort of the, let's call you the car guy of the group of us, of the three of us, right? You You get in a car and you see how far to the ground the pedal can go. That's sort of your jam. Were you like that always before you drove Teslas, or did Tesla make you insane? I think Tesla contributed to my insanity. All right. Absolutely, because it's insanity at the touch of a toe. <laughs> See, now I don't find – I find the the pedal to actually be pretty hard. I had my first extended drive in the Tesla over the weekend, oh. but, but it does have a little heavy pedal on it. I did engage the cruise control on the way home. For the first time, which I enjoyed. No autopiloting. We stopped at the Rancho Cucamonga Supercharger. But the question I have is, who decided that you had to back in at freaking superchargers? Yes. What the hell is yes. up with that? Yes, I'm so Every glad you bring this up. Every parking lot I've ever... You go into that parking lot, 
every other car is front in. Yes. Every Tesla is rear in. What the hell's up with I, that? I it is one of my pet peeves that most Tesla superchargers you have to back into. Oh. I don't back very well. It's very stressful. <laughs> I, whenever I get to a supercharger, I'll see the Ford driving in ones. And I will cut you off to get to that performance. <laughs> I want to drive in forward way yeah, since the Which is a bummer when all of them are full, or at least you can't find an individual open supercharger, which yeah. is a point we should probably make. Yeah. You know, the supercharger is always numbered 1A, 1B, Correct. 2A, 2B. Mm-hmm. So both ones are considered a supercharger. And A and B share the same circuit. Yes. So if somebody plugs into A, mm-hmm. they're going to get full juice. As soon as somebody plugs into B, if A's already got a good charge on it, they're going to drop their amperage way low so that B can get a faster charge. So if you pull into a supercharger, always go for an empty number. In other words, if you see the ones are empty, go for Mm. that. And I always do that. Like I try and aim. This is my secret. Now I'm screwing it all up. Yeah. Tell the world. I'm screwing it all up. If I find a place where like number Uh one is a handicapped charge spot. It's unlikely somebody's going to be charging a Tesla and handicapped at the same time. It's just a lower probability. So I'll go for 1B. But then I see people all the time pulling in. There's only one car there, me, in bed, in 5A, and they pull into 5B. Hmm. And I'm like, could you please move over? And they look at me like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and I have to go through this explanation. Yeah. So now hopefully they'll have listened to the podcast. Hopefully. Because we've got how many thousands of listeners? 5,000 or something. Yeah. Great. And so we need everybody listening to it. And then they'll know not to mess with me when I'm charging. <laughs> not to mess with Robert's Tesla. There was a- so we're real excited about an email you got last week forwarded to me. Oh, we've been invited. Well, when I say we, I mean Mel. Has been invited to configure one Tesla Model X. Oh, there's so much to talk about there. So we're going to configure mine. And we're going to see if we can configure one cheap enough for Tom to go, I'm doing it. We cannot. (laughs) (laughs) We will try. Uh, We're going to configure the X. So here I'm on the site. There's a picture of a black X. And it says, and a black button that says design. So many of you have not ever seen this page. And I am one of them. Do you want to lease it? Do you want to lend it? Here's my thinking. There's going to be autonomous vehicles in three years and I don't want it. Or there's going to be so many upgrades. I'm just going to want to flip this car. So I'm going to go for the Tesla lease so really are we configuring my x as well uh, we'll do that second no i mean like will i own your x in three years after your lease is up? <laughs> there's a good chance that's gonna happen all right so we're gonna click on the design here we go so what we start with tom is the color so here are your paint options i like the white or the pearl white you've got some wheel options here the 20 inch silver wheels now we and so after listening to the audio that we lay down i realized it is just so not interesting to you. You can configure the car from a very low-end 70D with five seats and no frills for about $80,000. And you can go all the way up to over $130,000 from them. So there it is. If you're buying this, are you saying if you're buying this for economic reasons, this is a really, really, really expensive car and maybe I should buy more solar panels even though I don't have any room to put them on anything? Well, yeah, you can put solar panels on my house if you'd like. I mean, that's if it's really about saving the planet, then there's your solution to that. I want a toy. I worked hard on my life. I want a toy, and but I want a good toy that's not going to hurt people. It's a good toy. Right. Like you're not buying a Lamborghini. You're not buying a Ferrari. You're not buying some other kind of supercar. If you're going to have a midlife crisis car purchase, yes. this is probably the best one. I'm, I've made my decision. I'm going to do it. 
So here's what happened. On Friday, I got my Model X. Very excited. What an amazing car. Tom and Robert are coming over. We're going to mic them up with lapel mics, and we're going to go for a drive. They're going to get their first uh, sort of feelings about the car. And so, uh, Tom, this would be a good time to try your auto driving. Okay. I'm going to try it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Where was it going? <laughs> Why did it decide to accelerate? It wants to get up to freeway speeds, but then it'll see that car, and it'll Will slow it? down. Will it? I don't think you need to touch the steering wheel there, Tom. <laughs> Keep your hands really, on it so that you can take over. I really do not. Just remember I am this. Not How are you feeling this. about that? Does that flip you I'm, out? I'm fully, actually, I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, no, his left hand is trembling near the steering wheel. <laughs> my foot is like, I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. See this flat part of the dash here? Yeah. That's where your heels belong. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely freaky, is it? Don't you remember? So what, and you have it set for medium distance? Yeah. So it'll look at it, that car, and it'll, I think it's supposed to be like four seconds behind the car in front. So as the car speeds up as it is, 1, it'll chase 1, after 000, it. Three, you're at three seconds. And then 1, it'll 1, slow 1, down. 1, this is good because of the traffic, 3. it'll slow down. Yeah, it's doing 46 right now, and now it's hitting some... Oh, 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 this oh, is somebody's cutting in front of us. Oh, oh, it's slowing down more. Interesting. Now look at the dash. You see all the little cars? It's like a video game yeah. up there. It is, but you know, if somebody They hits... all look like Teslas, except for... Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They all look... it's, it's called Elon Delusion. <laughs> You'll hear in the next series of audio, Tom being frustrated by the fact that the car is not changing lanes. So what happens when you're in autopilot? is that you hit the indicator and say, you know, put me into the left lane and it'll do it for you. It'll wait for a gap and then it'll put you over there. What we didn't realize is that we had that turned off. For some reason, when I was playing with it, I turned that off. Later on, we discovered. So I didn't look in the back, Mel, but does your Model X have a little line underneath? All right, I'm taking uh, over X. Underneath the model number? Is there a little line underneath the oh, model I didn't number? notice. What does that signify? Oh, that's the ludicrous mode. Oh, no. no, I don't have ludicrous You don't have a ludicrous mode. No. But so, apparently you would have had ludicrous mode. Yeah, I, I was so ready to pop for ludicrous mode. But I have to say that now that I've got deposits on two Model 3s, I'm thinking, hmm, in two or two and a half years, that's going to be a pretty sweet ride. And my X is going to, I mean, my S is going to have like 100,000 miles on it. Maybe I'll just take one of those. Are you going to be able to go backwards? This is the, one of the questions I actually had for Mel initially. But will it be backwards? Because it's going to have it's gonna be much gen, smaller. next-gen uh, uh, autopilot sensors. So you'll have even more autonomy. Right. It's going to have that dash in which I think you're going to be able to take the steering wheel and just pop it off and throw it in the frunk. I don't think the car is just going to be able to regulators are going to allow that for a long time. Car, this is really freaking me out. So we're going downhill about 63 miles an hour. The car really feels like it's all over the place. So what Tom's referring to there is this sensation that you get. It's not a sensation, it's a real thing, that the car tends to wander between the lines. So it's looking at the lines on the road. And it's doing a little bit of wandering between the two. It's like, oh, where's that line? Where's that line? It's doing a little bit of this back and forth. And when I picked up the car, the gentleman there that was explaining all the features said that he noticed that as well, just this little bit of wander. Now, I think that that's going to be an easy thing to fix in software as an upgrade um, to just say, don't do that wandering, you know, stick between the lines. But it can be a little bit disconcerting. But first of all, and there is some language here, me in the back seat with Robert driving and he accelerates at full speed. 
Here's the response I gave. You're probably going to, holy sh**. Told you we were in for a much different drive. Holy f***. Okay, I've had enough of that. <laughs> just, just tossing it around the corner. I think we need a little Shit climate control. It corners pretty good, though, huh? Yeah, it does. That was kind of the first time I experienced full Tesla acceleration. This is not even ludicrous mode. This is just a standard X, which is 0 to 60 and 4.8. That's the first time I'd experienced it where I wasn't in charge. Okay, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, why didn't oh. it engage? Jesse, I, I, want, I want you to work. So what happened there was that a car sort of merged right next to us and in front of us, and the Tesla didn't move. And then a giant revelation occurs when Tom is playing with the instrument panel. Oh, wait. Auto lane change is off. Oh, oh. Melvis so, turned auto lane change off. So wait, we'll the change. lane departure warning is also off. I think we should put Turn that on. on. <laughs> the, the hell is side, on? side collision warning is on. Thank you. Speed limit warning is on the display. Turns out when you actually turn on autonomous lane changing and you use it, it works. Well, my initial impression of the car on Friday when you dropped it, when you came by with it, was that it is an amazing, overall, it's an amazing piece of technology. Does it have some minor fit and finish things if you start to nitpick the hell out of it? Yes, it does. Do all cars? Absolutely. I think it's a wonderful vehicle. It's really nicely made. It looks great inside. It's clean. I like that they've kept a lot of the same features as the X, which works. I think that it handles amazingly well for such a monstrous, large and heavy vehicle. Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo Incorporated. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson and Robert Rosenberg. Edited by Eliza Jane Barnes. And produced by C.C. Herbert and Mel Herbert. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking Tesla. To find our referral codes, go to talkingtesla.net forward slash about. And finally, if you love the show, go write us a review on iTunes.